0: has no torture unless you're watching lesbians and they have those long nails and as a lesbian you're like ow (laughs) director james wan gives you the movie synonymous with the introduction of torture porn
1: (laughs) really i would almost thought that would have been hostile
0: yeah so that that that's actually one of the things i reason i was bringing it up uh we are talking about 2004's saw mm-hmm. directed by james wan in his di- directorial debut
1: directorial debut was yeah. this his so when they say that does that mean his... no no
0: his feature film debut okay. my bad because he along with what's his name lee Wan, the Whanel, Whanel, uh the guy that plays adam um they're like this creative duo right and they were in school together and they would direct films together. I
1: had no idea about this. So the guy in the movie was one of the writers of the movie. Correct. Really?
0: Interestingly enough, they were, um, I'm getting way ahead of myself, but they were set to, no, let's see, how do I say this? They wanted to create a movie that would take place in mostly one room because that is what their budget allowed for back in film school or just out of film school. So they came up which with this sense. concept. Yeah, and they came up very, with this concept, which then became a feature film.
1: Very reservoir dogs esque, right?
0: Correct. Yeah. Correct. But lots of people do um a lot of people do tie it to the introduction of torture porn. And I disagree because I think it's mostly hostile.
1: Well, I would say hostile, yeah. But um oh- Only because hostile has the torture. It doesn't really have the porn part. I mean, there's some... None
0: of them have the porn. It's not that it's porn. (laughs) That's not what torture porn means. Torture porn means, like, it has a gratuitous amount of torture for torture's sake. Not titties. (laughs) (laughs) Okay,
1: I think our definitions of torture porn are entirely different. Like, (laughs) do you
0: actively watch torture porn? No. Okay. But I've
1: seen it. I know it exists. I know there's people that obviously do find something in enjoyment in that.
0: Okay, well, we're talking about mainstream torture porn, let's say.
1: You mean in the sense that somebody would use the word food porn? Correct. Yes, I get it now.
0: Not porny food. (laughs) Porny food would be like, oh, look, she's sitting on that cake.
1: Yeah, I think they have that stuff too. (laughs) They do. Yeah, of course. But I don't think
0: it's called food porn. Well, I guess maybe it is.
1: Maybe it is. See, you had me going on something else for a second there. There are um, no
0: penises in this movie.
1: No, thankfully.
0: <laughs> or vaginas. Nope. I mean, the characters have them, but we don't see them.
1: No, exactly. This is a, a, a movie that did this not... This is a
0: fun family film.
1: It did not use the gratuitous uh, use of nudity to attract...
0: As per uh, usual horror movies. Uh, yeah,
1: attract its audience. It it decided to use a gratuitous amount of gore. And, and gore. Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, uh, let's get into it, I guess.
1: Yeah, let's get into it. Um, if you, for any reason, think that my voice sounds a little off today, it's because COVID finally got me.
0: <laughs> yeah, buddy. Looks like your diet of just whiskey didn't work for you uh, after all. Yeah, fucker. well,
1: it worked for three years, so <laughs> not too shabby if I don't not say my, so myself.
0: All. Um, uh, thanks for for agreeing to a uh, to record today. I know I got COVID. And uh, we didn't record for months.
1: Yeah, but there were other factors. It wasn't just that. It was not like you were sick with COVID for months. That sounds right. different. Just see, that sounds very different from the way it you meant it to be by saying it that way. Just like torture the torture porn. porn. <laughs> uh, so Saw. saw did, so did you see this when it first came out?
0: I saw Saw. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Saw when it came out. Um, not in the movie theater though. I don't remember I had, seeing it. I think in I theater. saw it like at home at some point. Um, let's see.
1: This was a movie I I do remember renting from Blockbuster Video. That's what I kept. Yeah, tell
0: you. I don't go watch these movies in the movie theater. Movie theaters are not really well, especially during the early two thousands. Like I had just become a single mom, so I couldn't afford to go to movie theater. I could barely afford to eat dinner, let alone go to a movie theater. <laughs> yeah. So it was during the early days of I want to say the early days of of Netflix back when they had really good horror movies at first um I think that's when I started watching a lot of like the movies I missed out on during the like between 2002 till about 2010
1: yeah yeah I've had periods of times like that too where I just have been you know kind of hermited. For a while Mm -hmm. and then you know like I said at that time too I still Blockbuster was still open and I had one of those like passes where you could you could rent any two or three movies Mm -hmm. as long as you brought back this them so like within the same day I could just keep going in and flipping out movies because I live close enough to one so I just drive Mm. down the street I'd go in get two movies I'd watch them both and then I would uh, go back later that day get two more Watch those in the evening. Go back the next day. Sometimes I'd even go back a third time. I would get so drunk during the course of the day, <laughs> and I would just somehow stumble on down and movie choices just got closer and closer to the door. <laughs> uh, no, it might, in Some cases, it was harder and harder to choose. I'm like, oh, I don't know what to fucking pick. I've wa- looked, I've watched everything, and I nothing looks good. You know, one of those two problems there.
0: <laughs> anyway, yeah. So <clears throat> this movie was filmed in 18 days and it was not going it was going to go straight to
1: DVD, DVD. yeah
0: it was going to go straight to DVD but because they had such positive feedback that they released it and saw 2 was greenlit during saw 1 yeah. opening opening weekend
1: right so that's the thing i also remember about the saw saga but i also i i, I binge watched it for the most part, I believe. Now, I think I saw the first Saw when it came out. Mm. But at some point, I went back and revisited and I wanted to watch the whole thing. So I just started from Saw 1 and went to whatever the current one was at the time. Um, But the funny thing is, like, I'm trying to think right now and, like, I don't remember much of the details at all. Like, one little tidbit that I figured out was... The girl that was in this movie, mm-hmm. the with, I think she's the one with the- Pig face? No, the bear. What do you mean the pig face? I thought,
0: Oops. no.
1: I was thinking the one that with mm-hmm. the bear trap on her mouth. Mm-hmm. She, I believe, is the same girl that was in the movie The Blob that we watched recently from like 80s. Oh, something. really? Yeah. With uh, Kevin Dillon.
0: Oh, nice. Johnny Drama. Oh, Johnny Drama. Victory! Yeah. <laughs> Am I going to get sued for saying that? No. <laughs>
1: They love the uh, promotion. <laughs> so
0: Oh man, the, the thing blob.
1: is yeah, That's her? Yeah, it was yeah, that that main character was her.
0: Oh shit. So shit. yeah,
1: it was very strange cuz we had just watched that recently and then I saw that she was in this movie but she's also in the other Saw movies as well too. But I'm trying to think and I'm like I don't know what role she really played, you know? They all sort of bleed into the, what, the next and it's all mm-hmm. about what device and whatever and Yeah. You know, I think the most significant one that I remember is the Chester from Lincoln Park one just cuz I know of his music. So mm-hmm. that scene kind of he gets like stuck to a he's like in a car, and uh-huh. he's like, can't get out or whatever. Yeah, and shit. Yeah.
0: Well, <clears throat> I'm not going to spoil it in case we do the sequels, um, but I do have an unpopular opinion on the Saw movies.
1: What's your unpopular opinion? Let's let it let it out. Let's hear it.
0: They're not great. <laughs> I don't
1: think they're that <laughs> great either. Um,
0: like, And I know that I'm seeing it now versus me seeing it 10 years ago and different circumstances and knowing everything and having watched it many times before but I try to watch movies for when we watch movies for this podcast I try to watch them as objectively as I can no that's not true I don't I try to watch them as if I'm watching them for the first time that's what I'm meaning Um, I definitely put all my own personal thoughts into every time I watch it so not objectively at all Um, super biased but Always as if I'm watching them for the first time. Okay. Um, And watching Saw this time around, like I literally at one point I said, I can't watch this anymore because I was falling asleep. And it's not anything to do with the director or with the actors or with anything in particular. It just, we've at this point have seen so many movies from before Saw even that were grittier, grimier, more shocking I
1: agree with that. You know,
0: and so having Saw be built up as this whole, oh my God, is like, really?
1: I think so. Saw, to me, it's, you're right. It's it's the one that, for some reason, it got more gossip talked about it and more people recognize it. And I think more people who aren't truly into horror. It's like, I want to call this like a uh, cubicle talk. You know?
0: Yeah. Okay. Like, so it's more y- mainstream horror. I know. So I know us. We as a horror community in general have si- different subgenres within the horror genre, right? Yeah. But ultimately, it's rare that um, anybody mainstream who watches mainstream movies will see anything else that we actually want to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, you're definitely right. So, Water cooler talk, mainstream, hard yeah, torture Yeah, like, porn. here's
1: the things that I feel like that it was sort of uh, missing. Like, it it had sort of... Okay, there's this plot you have to figure out. There's the killer, Jigsaw. He doesn't really show his face, so you're not really sure who, it, who he is. And the big plot twist, spoiler alert, we all know now, is the fact that he's in the room the whole time, and he mm-hmm. gets up at the end. Okay, now, so... What I'm trying to say is, like, there wasn't any deeper substance to the whole thing. And a lot of it was just, like, the camera moving really fast and, like, kind of, like, you know, noises, that it, like, to, to, to give you the tense fear and everything like that. Like, the way the movie was, I think, shot and put together and everything, it was just really didn't have a lot of depth to it, I think. Even though it tried to, ha- even though it had enough to please the mainstream. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, but for those unfamiliar or who don't recall what the movie is about, right? Let's just give a quick synopsis. <laughs>
1: yeah, sure, go ahead.
0: Um, two strangers wake up inside of a grimy, gritty, dark room, and they are being put through the test of all time, like survive. And they're giving these obstacles to overcome in order to survive. And they're being they're put in place by The puppeteer, essentially, uh, which is the Jigsaw killer, who is uh, John Kramer, we find out, who's the bad guy. And um, they have to figure out how to survive. And mostly, it's between uh, Wesley from Princess Bride and this guy named Adam.
1: Yeah, I I like to refer to him from Men in Tights, actually.
0: Oh, we're (laughs) men. We're men in tights. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I, I i love him as an actor um i do i love yeah. him as an actor you know actor. when i first I like, saw bear-
1: saw i uh-huh. didn't even realize that was him at first
0: well when i first saw this movie i realized who he was and i was so much more invested in the movie because i liked him as an actor i remember him like one of my favorite non-horror movies is the princess bride but then also i think I that's loved, a horror movie <laughs> I, I, and then i love mel brooks yeah so, I love Men in Tights. Yep. You know, the movie. I don't want to see Men in Tights. No offense. Yep. Um, the movie, no problem. All day, every day. Stop it. Stop. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> um, but I hadn't really seen him in too much since, you know, solidifying those as core memories for myself. Yeah. So, seeing him in Saw was like, whoa. And so, I was so invested in it. And I was so looking forward to it. Anyway, he plays Dr. Lawrence Gordon. And the other guy, um, what's his name? Who you said
1: is the writer, of, one of the writers of the movie. Lee
0: Wanell we- or something.
1: Wanell
0: plays uh, Adam, and he is the other person trapped inside this room with him. And- now, see,
1: I kind of don't like that now. Knowing that that he's one of the writers, I think that's also part of the reason why I didn't. I didn't. I don't really like that character. I don't think he did a great job. Well, I don't know. I guess he did a okay job. I think job. he
0: did okay job as an actor. Um, I think there were a lot of plot holes in this movie, obviously. A lot of things that I was like, yeah, but that doesn't make sense. And, you know, of course, I finally went into my own theories afterwards. Sure, which right? I
1: can't wait to hear. But first thing that, that didn't make sense to me was that how is he inside a tub of water and he's like conscious, but he's be- okay, breathing? So
0: the movie starts like this. <laughs> there is a man in the tub, a dirty tub. Tub so dirty, you can smell how bad it smells. But
1: he's submerged in water. He's submerged in so water. So how is he just holding his breath while he's unconscious? And he
0: wakes up. But he wakes up after having been underwater.
1: Right. And that's my point. Is like, how did
0: he get in there? And that'll go into my theory later. But, you know. But nobody can
1: survive in water, right? They don't just not breathe because you have a pastel out guy and you submerged him in water. Wouldn't he, like, beget, you know, like... I don't know. Like, yes, he's waking up. Okay. But how long was he there for? Here's what happened. Because the other guy was just sitting there, like, calm and everything. So it's not like that kid was just put in there. Because then he would have seen everything that happened. Like, the whole thing is fucked up right from the beginning.
0: Okay. Let me give them the benefit of the doubt and explain this scene. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the guy's waking up in the pool of... In, in, in a tub... And he inadvertently drains the tub and this key that was strategically placed for him goes down the drain. Nobody knows this yet, but we see the key go down the drain. He gets out of the tub and there's a voice and he can't see anything because the room is in utter darkness. Right. Correct. The only thing in the room, it it looks like it's a desolate, like dilapidated bathroom. There's toilet overflowing, grossness, smelly things smeared shit stains everywhere. But there's a man on the other side of the of the room. That's Lawrence Gordon, Dr. Lawrence Gordon, and he is the Carrie Elwes yeah character and this guy Adam um and they're both changed to pipes on either end of the room. Yep. There's a dead body in the middle of the room. Yeah. Face down in a pool of blood with a gun next to his head uh next to his hand and head. He uh, obviously shot himself and fell there dead
1: sure now obviously
0: now here's how i think it worked
1: okay go ahead it
0: was pitch black
1: yeah i have a problem with that because it really wasn't that black
0: okay they're never going to be that black in movies because we as an audience needs to see it yeah
1: but in some movies they are and rob zombie loves using black and we've seen quite a lot of his movies i'm just saying like when they was like who's there i felt like they were acting as if they were on broadway mm-hmm. and they because like there you can't dim the lights obviously all the way and they have to pretend like they can't see each other so i was like really like there's a lot of light in the room for us as the audience mm-hmm. and i just feel like they should have darkened it a little bit more for it to be a little bit more believable when the lights i understand
0: i understand. I understand your perspective I do <laughs> however as somebody who has challenges seeing darkness in a you movie, appreciated the light I appreciate a little bit of light because at least you can make up the figures I do have a hard time when I'm watching a movie and it's so dark that I can see my reflection in it because it takes me out of it but I but I can see your point mm-hmm. anyway the premise was that it was so dark right, right I get that it. They couldn't see okay so in in this movie. If these, like, let's say real life, right, in this movie, what if the character on the floor yeah, had, um, had sedated, he must have sedated both of them, put one in the tub with some water, put the other one on the other end, right, and then set everything up, everything to go in motion, and then submerge the guy... Right before going to lay down on the floor,
1: but okay, the other guy, Carrie Elwes, was whatever.
0: Probably couldn't have hear it, heard it because one, he would have been sedated for the entire thing, right? Because he had they had to have been sedated because none of them knew how they got there, and and um, it wouldn't have taken that much noise because the room was relatively small. We saw it as enormous because we were supposed to experience the so close yet so far feelings for them, but it was a bathroom. And um, the guy only had to have like if if it was John Kramer, the guy in the on the floor, um, with you know the the, the supposed dead guy, if all he had to do was l- help his body sink down into the tub and quickly assume his position, that doesn't take a lot of sound. It does that doesn't take a lot of movement or strength because we know at, at the we know that this John Kramer guy is um uh, a man who is fight, battling cancer and has an inoperable tumor and that's why he is doing these killings he wants people to appreciate their lives once they have now that they have them now, so that's how i explain him
1: but and falling I,
0: into the water and waking up
1: okay i now falling into the water and waking up um i i might agree with that uh, actually i do have a little bit of a uh, adjustment i want to make on my theory but uh, real quick, though, just to go uh, w- but with what you said, is here's the thing, though. When the guy in the tub wakes up, the other guy tells him, I have basically already tried the, Like, calm down. Nobody can hear us, blah, 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 which inf- implies that he's already been awake and woken up out of his slumber. So just to go with what you're saying, if John Kramer quickly dropped this guy in the tub and then went back in the middle and got down... The other guy would have already had to have been awake and like screaming and asking, and yelling, who's there? What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Whatever, you know, but he didn't. So he's obviously woken up much prior to the other guy in the tub and they both can't see enough to know that there's a body on the floor. But Kramer had to have been already there because if he was moving around, the other guy would have heard all this and made mention to that. But he doesn't. He tells the guy out of the tub, like, look, there's no point on yelling. We got to work together. I've already basically been here, and this is what I can tell you. So that's my part of that. Now, I think we're both right now with the idea of falling into the water. Because maybe what we see of him waking up has nothing to do with him being submerged beforehand, and then how does he breathe underwater? Maybe he was literally left on the tub like that, and, and he's in. slunk You're in. You're right,
0: because later on in the movie, once these two guys introduce themselves to each other in this dingy-ass room... They have to search for clues, right? And one of the clues are inside of a toilet. Yeah. So maybe the tub of water was so he can wash his fucking hands after digging in shit.
1: Maybe. Now, the biggest key thing that we missed or we did talk about but we're missing is the key. Good job. (laughs) No, but what was the fucking key then? Did we never find out what key went down the hole? At the
0: end of the movie... John Kramer. So we're assuming y'all watch this movie already. Right?
1: Wait, did I miss the ending part?
0: Maybe. Okay. John Kramer gets up off the floor as the supposed dead uh-huh. guy. Yes. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm, yeah. And he tells Adam's character the key is in the tub, okay, so that he can get let go. Because it seems like he didn't intend on Adam being a victim. He just needed him to play his part in the role.
1: Gotcha. So the key because was in the tub. Everybody
0: it- else did something that was quote bad. All of his other victims were bad. The only thing that Adam did was he was part of um, Dr. Gordon's world and that he was following him around. Right. And we'll get to that in a second. So that was the only explanation there is he didn't intend for him to be a victim. He gave him a way out. It was supposed to be in his pocket. It wasn't. So, if That's he woke up and theory. found
1: the key and it didn't go down the drain, then he would have just been yeah, able to release which, himself and leave.
0: Which makes sense because if he has the key in the tub and he wakes up and he's just thrown over the tub, not submerged completely, like his face submerged, then he would have seen that there was a key there because the key but, did have glowing light. Yeah. So, the as you wish guy and the tub guy, and there's a dead guy on the floor. This is where the this, this is the first scene. And the thing is, one, they talk about the smell, and I'm thinking, well, there's obviously poop there. But if we didn't know the ending of the movie already, we would assume, well, it must be the poop from the guy that died in the middle of the room, (laughs) right? (laughs) Because you poop when you die? You poop when you die, right?
1: So they say, yeah. I I hear you have some experience in this.
0: I've seen it. I died and pooped.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh yeah, I think that does happen scientifically speaking. But you know, in the... I
0: would imagine you relax all of your muscles.
1: It's 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 a movie, so it's like washing your hands. They just don't do that in the movies. Interesting.
0: <laughs> okay, so they wake up. They they realize that they each have in their pockets an envelope with a cassette, and the ca- and the dead guy has a recorder on him or to play back the yeah, cassette. Mini so tape they player. obtain that, and Adam's cassette is basically saying. You sat in the shadows, observing everybody's life. What do the voyeurs see? Um, and he doesn't really give him any instruction. He basically just has him as a player in in this game with Doctor Gordon. Now, Doctor Gordon, he's given the following: he's given a key, a bullet, and a tape. Right. Right. And he and uh, the voice, Jigsaw's voice, is uh, this is a wake up call. Um, you have to kill Adam. You have until six o'clock. And he goes, and then also X marks the spot. Um, And so they, they have to look for cleat, for cleats, for keys. Let the game begin.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh One of the things they follow of your heart, they find a heart on the, this toilet. They find in the toilet, they find uh hacksaws. And what we later find out are some pictures. Now, uh, the right. hacksaws. Those are the guys try to cut through their chains with it, but they're but not, it's made for not the chains, ma- yeah. meant for the chains. They're too, they're too fragile for those thick chains holding them. Um, now, this movie has uh, so Adam and uh, and Gordon, they're both uh, talking about it. And Dr. Gordon goes, I think I know who do- who did this to us. And he tells Adam about the jigsaw killer who is not a murderer, but
1: because he he does all of his
0: victims kill themselves. Right. Exactly.
1: He's not the one he's actually doing the killing. He just puts them in a position.
0: Right. And then he goes through the, um, and he goes through the, the story of, uh, Danny Glover's character, detective tap and, uh, Ken lung's character as detective. Sing. Sing. Yeah. Yeah. As detective sing. Um, questioning Dr. Gordon because they think he's the jigsaw killer because they found his penlight at one of the previous crime scenes. The previous crime scene was for this guy named Paul and Paul was in trouble with jigsaw because Paul had attempted suicide. So in order for him to stay alive or test his 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 resolution to stay alive, right? Uh, Jigsaw Wait. put him into this cage filled with barbed the razor wire. wire? Razor yeah. wire, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and Paul's task to get from one end to the, of the room to the open door by a certain amount of time, but he had to go through the razor wire, and the razor wire cut him so much as he was making his way through that they mentioned finding stomach acids on the floor. Yeah,
1: and um, this is why I think that you know for the cubicle talk portion of it like you know these little setups like they're pretty that's pretty intense you know like that's totally that's a a scenario that most people couldn't imagine being put in and and in a weird way it kind of reminds me of seven a little bit right doesn't seven have some things like that where Mm -hmm. there was like people being tortured in such crazy ways or Mm -hmm. putting yeah so
0: exactly actually at the end of my notes it says This is basically seven.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Now the the whole presentation of what you sort of just said with the jigsaw killer not actually being the killer as a pitch to of a movie that doesn't that sounds kind of interesting to me. That's also
0: Charles Manson.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like it is very interesting though to see like oh, it's the killer who's not really a killer. And you don't really know who he is because it, it is sort of set up like a whodunit at first, right? You don't know who. Well,
0: yeah, you have like is. several different suspects, including Dr. Gordon. Right. Um, so that was that was one of the victims. There was another victim called Mark who, I don't know, I guess he scammed people out of money or something. Is he the one that has. Um, that was supposedly like- sick. And I think I, 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 it wasn't explained to me in the movie and I hadn't really looked into it yet, but um, he says that. He's sick with poisons, and only Jigsaw has the antidote. He has to—the The antidote is in this safe, and there's, like, hundreds of numbers written on the walls, and he has to—and this guy, Mark, has to find the—
1: The combination, the, the combination to a, yeah, to um, get the antidote.
0: Correct, to. and doesn't make it, and then he catches on fire. Right, because he's, um, like,
1: covered in, like, some sort yeah. of flammable KY so, jelly. <laughs> and he
0: says, uh, the people you've buried with your act— Just might have their revenge. And they do, because I guess he was burning people. Maybe like financial scams is what I'm thinking. Um, But uh, during the Paul review, they realized that somebody had been watching, and that's where they find the pen light. So all signs point to Dr. Gordon, Mm -hmm. who is an oncologist at the local hospital. And there he's, it's like, it seems like to be a teaching hospital because he's going with. uh, his students to review um, uh, John Kramer's file and they talk about his inoperable tumor.
1: Right. Right. Now he's just, uh, and then to him at the time, John Kramer, this is just a An- case just study. Just another patient. Right. Yeah.
0: Just another patient because he has that inoperable tumor. Um, now during this time, that's when the detectives pluck Dr. Gordon out of his teaching and they take him to the precinct And interview him. And they're telling him, you killed these people, whatever, right? His alibi finally checks out. He's been having an affair. Yeah. So, him having this affair... It sort of saved his ass. Basically saved his ass. But... uh, But uh, Danny Glover's character doesn't believe him. Yeah, yeah. But they still want him to review the only surviving witness's story. Because maybe it'll remind him of somebody who could have been the one trying to frame him and who is doing all of these things. Right. So her story from what she remembers, she wakes up and she has that reverse bear trap on her face. Meaning she has one of those hinges going on their bottom jaw, one on their top jaw. And when the timer goes off, it'll completely open, completely ripping her jaw out of her mouth. Right.
1: Yeah. I don't think she would live through that. Actually. I I don't think
0: anybody would know, you know, you wouldn't live through that. Um, there was a puppet, the, the famous jigsaw puppet, the white face with the two swirlies, mm-hmm. that comes on the screen and says it wants to play a game. So she is um, a drug addict and she has to prove that she wants to live. So her task is to escape from the chair she's in and then dig the key to that contraption out from the back of, um, out from the insides of the, the dead like, body on the floor. Yeah. They, However, he's not dead. He's not dead. Spoiler
1: alert, he's not dead. He wakes up just in the nick of time to see no. her. Yeah, she like he, getting ready to stab him.
0: Correct. So she sees that he's alive and still digs up from his stomach. Well, yeah.
1: She's got to. She knows that her head is about to fucking
0: Correct. And pop she gets off. it off just in time.
1: Yeah, that was the one thing that I think saved the movie from uh I don't know, just being too over the top mm-hmm. because they have somebody who did escape. So there's hope.
0: Mm-hmm. There's a chance.
1: The girl did make it out. She's got a little bit of, like, you know, scarring on her face or whatever, but she did make it. Um, the cast of this movie, if you think about it, too, having both Danny Glover and Carrie Ellis and even, well, I don't know, I guess this is the movie that made the John Kramer character, right? Yeah,
0: because originally he's built like, later like after most of the recurring cast yeah. like i mean he, recurring cast, most of the um are,
1: he was uh, oh at the very end at you're the saying very yeah, end, yeah 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 you're right i do remember seeing that Tobin bell or whatever Tobin his bell, name bell, is. Yeah. yeah he also was on an episode of the sopranos one episode he plays this uh, um recruitment officer at at the military school that they want to send aj to I think end of season three. Yeah. And funny enough, the guy, uh, Officer Singh, he also was um, in the Sopranos in the later season when Junior's in a, uh, he's like in the little like loony bin or whatever. Uh And uh, he's also one of the crazy characters. He befriends them and they have this little card game and all this. Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember that. (laughs) Oh, it's funny because, but I mean, everything goes back to the Sopranos. Everything goes back to the Sopranos. Yep. But no, Danny Glover's a big character, and especially to play a cop, like because he's known for playing a cop in Lethal Weapon alongside Mel Gibson. So, mm-hmm. you know, I I felt like I was watching him walk around the same way he did in Lethal Weapon, <laughs> you know, because that's his thing. He's like a cop.
0: I mean, I always remember Danny Glover from Angels in the Outfield. He was a horrible manager for the Angels.
1: Yeah, I think I, saw, I did see that movie once as a kid, but I don't remember it that well.
0: I remember it well. Like, Excuse the moon me. is God's... Thumbnail
1: Angels in the Outfield, and then it's this
0: one with Joseph Gordon Levitt,
1: right? Yeah, and And
0: Christopher Lloyd. That's
1: not the Chris uh, 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 Kevin Costner one,
0: no, that's Field of Dreams.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's right, (laughs) got it.
0: Okay, so
1: yes, so tell me your secrets,
0: my secrets,
1: your saw secrets,
0: my saw secrets. Um, okay, so. I mean, the movie has a bunch of different things and different twists and turns, and that's part of the thing I don't like. It's aha, uh-huh, it's this guy. Oh no, it's not. He's part of this. Oh, it's this guy. Oh no, you know whatever. But I don't remember that much more of Saw from like the 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 sequels. But I do remember that the Amanda character survives and ends up being part of yeah. Saw's crew. Right. I remember that. Right. Yeah. But I don't remember if Doctor Gordon is said to have survived. But taking all of the sequels out of it and just keeping with the original only in its own little bubble, totally Dr. Gordon is the bad guy. Really? Totally. Why? Okay, so. You think
1: he cut his own leg off and he was going to just put it back on later?
0: Look. (laughs) Also,
1: we didn't see the foot anywhere, did we? I was a little disappointed in
0: that. We didn't.
1: I wanted to see the foot, like, Well, you see the off. foot
0: in, like, the trail, not the trailer, the box the art. The box
1: cover, yeah. Well, that's
0: no longer called the box art. What's it called? The poster, right? Because uh, there's no boxes. Anymore. The image. The JPEG. <laughs> the JPEG. <laughs> so, ready for my theory? Yeah. Okay. Dr. Gordon is the actual jigsaw. Because, okay, check explain. this out. All right. Check this out. Check, 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 check this out. Let me get comfortable. <laughs> So, where do I start? Dr. Gordon is in this loveless marriage with the girl from Con Air. What's her name?
1: Oh, is that the wife?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Allison from Con Air. What was her real name? Her name is...
1: I didn't catch her name.
0: I'll tell you. We should at least be that respectful.
1: Her name in the movie is... I haven't...
0: Allison. It is Monica Potter.
1: Monica Potter.
0: Monica Potter. She's um the non-pregnant, pregnant lady in Conair.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and there he is, seemingly unhappy, because she says, "Why don't you just tell me you hate me? Because then I know at least you care about something." Yeah.
1: At least you'll show some passion <laughs> in it or something. <laughs> yeah.
0: He has a daughter that he loves, but also he doesn't really care enough to go and check her closet for. Scary monsters. When she says there's a man in her house,
1: can I ask a question though? Sure. Have you? How many times have you actually checked the closet? All the time. Really?
0: Every time. Are you kidding? I grew up with trauma. I still check the closets.
1: Okay, all right, but I I do feel like that there's at some point.
0: How do you not check the closets? How do you not check a closet? Like ever? There's. Have you never seen the scary movie before? You yeah. have to check the. You have to check when you go into your kid's room to check for monsters. Rule one, you check behind the doors, you check under the bed, behind any big furniture, and in the closet. Don't you get to the
1: point where you're like, there's nothing there, come on, grow up already. No,
0: you know why? Because you have to go through the motions for your children so they feel safe and secure. Whether or not there's somebody in the closet... That is That's not the point The point is You make sure Your children feel secure And you do that By showing them That you Hear what they're saying
1: Okay So this is the place That I think That he's coming from He's got He's a doctor He's a Highly educated man He's like I gotta go check This stupid monster In the closet again I know it's not there I ain't got time For this shit
0: Why not Don't have children If you're not gonna Make time for them
1: I know That's why I don't have kids (laughs) (laughs) No, but seriously, I, I think that's where he was coming from. And I do feel like that parents, not to be racial, but especially some white parents, they just don't give a fuck. They well, can't Swiddle wait for... wasn't th-
0: there to check. Yeah,
1: they can't wait for their kids to grow up and be 18 and get out of the house. Like, that's a, a whole How do different... do people
0: do that? Like, my kid turned 19. I'm like, she better not fucking move out.
1: <laughs> like, you stay here forever.
0: <laughs> I'm not unloading the dishwasher. It's what I got kids for. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's two different types of uh, ways of looking at it, anyway. you know? Anyway...
0: But I feel like his family life is not exactly there. I feel like he has some kind of issues going on just based on, one, how calm he can be in such danger. Mm -hmm. Two, his interactions with the police and everything. Like, they weren't typical responses. And I I say typical loosely because nobody knows how they're going to respond to anything. But when when police officers come to ask you things, especially about... Anything regarding a murder, yeah, he called his lawyer, but then his lawyer left. Keep your lawyer there at all times, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he doesn't really act rationally, is what we'll say. So we can agree on that, right? Yeah, absolutely. So let's start from the very beginning. He and John Kramer got Adam into the tub because the detective Hired Adam. We know that detective hired Adam to follow around Dr. Gordon mm-hmm. so he can try to catch him doing something. Right. And Dr. Gordon found out about it and they had this plot to kidnap him. And okay. like, okay, let's scare one, scare the shit out of him Two out of Adam, out of Adam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, cause they, they were going to intend on him to live. Right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, Let's scare the shit out of him because he fucked up. It's not his fault. It's, it's the detective's, detective's fault, okay. But they still wanted to put a scare in him, right? Okay. So that's that. Um, with the help of an orderly from the hospital, they got a patient from that same hospital. Sure. Who And it could have been Kramer's idea the whole time. That might have been it. But I feel like Dr. Gordon was in on it because he was able. He was going to be able to get Zepp, the mm-hmm. orderly, who was the bad guy and lost, um, to go and kill his wife. Maybe not his child, but may- maybe his wife and attribute it to the serial killer that's on the loose. Right. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Gordon was probably in on it. Okay. Like it, it just points like he had the medication to su- to uh, sedate everybody. Right. Like, yeah. He has the ability to he understands um, the human body. So he will know how to cut, how to do this, how to do that for all of his victims. Um and he has the wherewithal to be able to know where to cut for his own foot if he actually cut his foot. Because you're right. We don't see it. We just see a pat leg. We don't no, see No, but we foot.
1: see him get into it, though. Yeah.
0: He okay. could have cut his foot a little bit.
1: Uh, but he yeah. also
0: could have had the key.
1: uh Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. You know,
0: all of it was to scare Adam. So if it was just to scare Adam... Why would John Kramer let this guy crawl out into what essentially is a labyrinth? Yeah. And, and and giving him an option to escape. Because we know with Amanda, they were giving her an option to escape for so, real. So
1: okay, so let's okay. So what happens to the wife and the kid at the end then?
0: They live because she fought Zepp and Zepp was overpowered by Monica Parter
1: right but so and they
0: went to the neighbors they're safe and they're safe okay so now he has to go to plan b and it's like oh i escaped i cut my foot off or not i escaped
1: yeah because why I mean, was you're... he
0: progressively getting sicker and sicker looking within a couple of hours when nothing was happening to him if you saw his face started draining of blood and getting yeah he sicker did look lo- weird like even before sickly, yeah. he cut his leg
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, your theories are great. And there's the good thing is that you have all this evidence and substance to kind of like (laughs) back it up. So I mean, who knows? It could have been I think it would be very difficult to actually cut through your own foot, even if you are a surgeon. Yeah. And
0: with that hacksaw, like, how would you cut your bone?
1: Yeah, I I never really bought that that saw was going through the bone. Um, Unless
0: he did it like at the ankle where the what's it called? The joints?
1: I'll put it this way. It probably could do uh, a lot of damage, and you might be able to get into the bone, but it wouldn't be that quickly.
0: Wouldn't you pass out?
1: Yeah, I don't think you could do it yourself. I'm saying someone could cut somebody's foot off with that kind of a saw, possibly, but it might take a long time. (laughs) Back and forth, back and forth to get through the bone. You get through the flesh easy. The bone, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like... I feel like there was a lot of evidence to point to Gordon being the bad guy here. Sure, other people helped. Zepp helped and lost. Did he die? Yeah, and lost his life for it. Um, John Kramer was going to die anyway, so he's like, well, I guess next, right? Uh, but then also um, Amanda, who was already on one because she was usually too high to be able to function. So why couldn't it have been Dr. Gordon? How, why would this why would this Patient. Why would this patient steal his pen light, even though it is shown that he took his pen light at some point? I don't know. A- apparently, I didn't see it. But um why would it why would they try to frame the doctor just because he gave him the bad news that he's got cancer? Like every everybody else did something, quote, bad. Yeah. He cheated on his wife, but you know, that he he cheated on his wife. The other guy try to kill his uh try to kill himself the other girl was on drugs the other guy scammed people right
1: so what do it, you it's think such
0: varying degrees of bad stuff
1: okay so let's go back to uh the idea of it not being the doctor and that he cut his foot off and he's walking he's like getting crawling, crawling down the hallway and now john kramer gets up and goes out there what does he do does he kill him
0: Exactly. Does he just
1: let him wander off? Like, what what does he do? He's you know, like, would he just die of of bleeding out? Probably because he didn't cauterize the wound. He's got an open like leg thing. But but yeah, what would what would have happened after that? I, I mean, wonder.
0: John Kramer doesn't kill people directly, so he wouldn't yeah. have gone and smashed his head in.
1: I mean, he. The 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 detective Singh guy got shot up and killed because of a booby trap that was placed by John Kramer, which in a court of law would make John Kramer guilty of murdering that yeah, person.
0: But wasn't was that Zep or was that John Kramer?
1: well, Zep Zep was just a I, underling though.
0: Yeah, or would it have been Amanda?
1: Zep knew that the. Wait. No, wait. It wasn't... Oh, you're saying who was in the cloak at the time. Oh,
0: you know what? You're right. It was John Kramer because he was, was talking. You're yeah. Right.
1: But he knew but that that was didn't there. But
0: why didn't they notice that he, at the hospital, had a gunshot wound to his leg because he got shot in the leg.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: So, what? I
1: don't know. There's a lot. There are some loopholes in this. Um, I know that the very ending of the movie was very uh the music and all that was very cinematic and i i love that um score we actually uh my band when we one of our very first or few shows we used that saw intro as our Mm. uh opening intro music uh before our first song it was really cool
0: that's cool yeah i mean this okay so ultimately i like saw enough i don't like saw that much I mean, I literally, I, I didn't go through all of the it's in bits of the movie just because I just am bored by it. Kind of like when we watched The Fog. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but I do want to say the torch, I wrote this. The torture is brutal and gritty, but the movie isn't scary.
1: I wouldn't call it so much torture though like i wouldn't well, call it torture wasn't it really but tor-
0: it, it's it's not it's self-imposed torture like it's psychological torture yeah yeah you know and even the jump scares are highly predictable so we
1: don't we we don't really see the guy go through the barbed wire sure. the, the razor wire we see like a quick cut flashback mm-hmm. type of version of that so you don't really like yes it feels bad but you don't really see him really have to go through that pain of getting slit with the razor wires, the other girl escapes, so her mouth does not get busted. But we see a version of it but on the a mannequin. But guy
0: gets killed. We don't know why he gets. Yeah, killed.
1: that's true. Poor innocent guy gets killed, which is sort of like the Adam character. He's like, hey, you know, you're part of this. You might have to die because if he does pull this off and kills you, you're gonna die. But mm-hmm. uh, if you can survive, your keys in the tub. Um, but we don't really you know we haven't really seen like uh, what's the worst thing that we really saw is maybe him starting to cut into the foot
0: yeah that's it
1: yeah and then what's his name Kramer on the on the floor is just an excessive amount of blood you don't see the bullet mm-hmm. sh- shot in his head um they never really focus like right up on his head mm-hmm. so you know it's just blood on the floor um, I just, again, like the way they put it together made it more tense and suspenseful, I think, than than the actual gore yeah, itself. I think
0: they did great as far as directing it. Mm-hmm. I think they did great on the budget they had. It's just not my cup of tea. Yeah. I If I'm going to watch something for the gore effect, I'm going to watch something gory. And this isn't it. This is diet gory. This is like, um, this is mainstream gore.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think weird.
0: I'm past that in my life.
1: <laughs> well, what, what this movie was very influential in some ways um because it, they did make obviously more. So Correct. and then it sort of like the what financially speaking it did in its time is sort of what um Blair Witch Project did for its time, which was, you know, very low budget movie made for not that much amount of money, but then it raked Banked in money at the yeah, box absolutely. office. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said for it. It has its place in cinematic history. Like, in fact, a lot of people have it on their must-watch horror movies before you die kind of lists, right, really. you know? Yeah,
1: I mean, I guess I, I would say I you it. should see it for what it looks it. Worth. Yeah,
0: I totally get it. It's just so predictable.
1: Yeah, I don't really want to jump to go see the rest of the sequels mm-hmm. now, um, but I will bring this back with the Sopranos reference again. It is obviously the uh, inspiration for the movie Cleaver, and they'd say it and the, they say it in the show, you know. Well, that's they were true. like saw this is, you know, like fucking movie made this with m- tons of money. That's why we got to do it. And they were even like one word titles. Saw, Cleaver, you know, like um so yeah, anyway, it was just funny, but that for real was a direct influence on it. and I do think that, you know, there were a lot of movies that did kind of come out afterwards where they were like this is kind of like what we got to do. Have a little twist and have it be kind of gory um, and make it for a very low budget mm-hmm. kind of thing so we can try to rake, rake in the money.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: yeah. would suggest people to see it um, yeah, at least once if you haven't.
0: Watch it. I mean, at this point, you should have already watched it if you're listening to us. <laughs> but it's um, it's a movie to watch. Um, I just feel, especially it being of its time, it, it was ahead of its time, but it was also of its time. Uh, as far as effects and such, it, it's not going to be scary. It's not going to gross you out. I mean, I did cover my's a little when he starts cutting into it, but I think in my mind, I thought it was a lot more graphic than it actually was. Um,
1: yeah, I agree with that.
0: But, I mean, uh, it's good. So it's good. I just I just feel like it's 7. It's like a retelling of 7, but, but we don't seven
1: have... 7 was way more like, I well,
0: think... Well, that, that's what I'm trying to say is it's basically 7 but the the motivation for the killing is not as clear clearly presented mm-hmm. as 7 because there was some religious ins. um it also didn't have um i know the the woman and the child survive at the end the one of the great things about 7 was they allowed the fairy tale ending to not happen, right? And that was why Seven was so like heartbreaking because mm-hmm. you find out what's in that fucking box, right? Sure. In here, there's no option for that. In yeah. this, in here, it's and everybody lived happily ever after except for Adam, who was just the photographer.
1: Yeah, and the other problem with this type of movie is that with all the sequels. Well, then they're always just trying to top the last one, so mm-hmm. every that was the problem with it. every next puzzle and every next you know death trap had to be more over the top. I remember it got to the point where they were like we where, where they were like spoofing the movie itself like saw the saw movies mm-hmm. existed in the world of saw and they were like come see the next movie. And like, they had like mm. this whole thing set up as a display and people thought that it was like an advertisement for the next Saw movie that, you know, at that level, you just, you know, yeah. it's just a franchise yeah, I mean, now and they the, just want
0: to get people first one, in the seats. I totally endorse watching the first one. Like watch the first one. You'll enjoy it and you'll see what we're talking about. But not, I'm not jumping to go look at the sequels either. But what we can do is offer another episode next week.
1: Yes, absolutely. Another so
0: Don't forget to um visit our site and, and request a movie if you want us to talk about what a movie you love or a movie you absolutely hate. Uh we're all ears.
1: You know a movie just came out that uh Monsters? Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm scared to watch it cuz I'm scared I might not like it.
1: Uh-oh. Yeah, I know. Well, well, you know one thing, I was thinking about this cuz I'm not a, I know of the Monsters. I've seen the old TV show, you know, not to the point where I'm like this diehard huge fan and i can quote quote and all that whatever but i've watched episodes Mm -hmm. of the monsters growing up but i will probably go back and watch some old episodes Mm -hmm. of the monsters now Mm -hmm. just because it has sort of reminded me of it and Mm -hmm. if not for nothing if anything if that's the best that came out of rob zombie's version of the monsters then that's not a bad thing to take from it you know what i mean okay All I right. do think he needs to st- stop putting Sherry Moon Zombie in every fucking movie he makes. But that's just my well, that's personal opinion. That's a different opinion.
0: conversation. <laughs> it's blasphemy. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for stopping by. It's good to be back.
1: You're welcome. I'll I'll make sure to stop by with COVID again another I time. I
0: fucking talking <laughs> to you. You the and fuck. that potty
1: mouth. Damn, why do you have such a potty mouth?
0: Hmm. <laughs> sentence enhancers <laughs> i like
1: your sentence enhancers always have
0: <laughs> well all right demo folks
1: all right folks.
0: we will see you guys next week thanks for stopping by
1: see you next time
0: okay bye to check out what we're doing visit us at ice creampodcast.com. or you can find us on social media at ice cream parlor the podcast